Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Want to give a shout out to Laura Travis, who got me a self made t shirt that simply says, Most likely to yell at the ref. I'm not sure whether you guys can see that or not, but that is quite accurate. Um, also, uh, I will be on the road. Uh, Within a couple of hours, I am leaving to go to Tuscaloosa. I will be down in Alabama for uh, the Texas A&M and Alabama football game, which I'll talk about a bit in a moment. Uh, Next weekend, we'll be on the road for the Alabama-Tennessee game, so I'll be seeing the Crimson Tide in person uh, for two straight weeks. Also went on the road and saw them against Texas, so that is where I will be. I'll be down. Not that it matters that much to you, but I will not have outkick the shows next week because I will be in uh, Florida. It's fall break here in the Nashville area. So I'm going to be down at the beach. I'll still be doing the radio show. Uh, Still be, you know, basically uh, doing all the same things for television and whatnot, but do not have my television studio in Florida. Um, And I will be then up in New York City. So I'm moving around a lot. I'm on the road for like the next two weeks. Uh, But all good, all very positive storylines. So, uh, this Draymond Green story. Uh, There's a lot of talk. I want to start about this. If you didn't see it, TMZ published a video of Draymond Green effectively knocking out Jordan Poole in a Golden State Warrior practice. And uh, this incident, I'm roughly describing it, Draymond Green walks over to Jordan Poole, gets in his face while the coaches are talking. Jordan Poole pushes Draymond Green away from his face, and Draymond Green then basically drops him with a right hand. One punch, Jordan Poole was not expecting it. Uh, And Jordan Poole, frankly, looks like he's basically knocked out uh, by that punch. The only reason we are seeing this video is because it was leaked from the NBA practice. I don't know that Draymond Green has said anything. I don't know that Jordan Poole has said anything. Golden State Warriors, to my knowledge, have also not commented on this. But let me just start here. I've said for a long time that pro sports is the only place in America where you can work and something like this can happen. And so if you punch someone uh, in basically any job in America at the office, you're going to get fired and you're probably going to get arrested and prosecuted for assault. It doesn't appear, at least if this video had not come out, that anything at all was going to happen to Draymond Green. And I just bring it up because athletes love to use this as an example anytime someone Uh, throws popcorn at them or does anything inappropriate in a arena, they always say, well, what would happen if that was your place of work? What would happen if you were walking down the street or you were typing and somebody was screaming at you and all those things? 
And my point on this is athletics is a unique endeavor to make a living in, and there are many rules that don't apply when it comes to athletics. But let me focus on this right now. This, to me, embodies and personifies much of my issue with Adam Silver's NBA era, which is primarily focused on like sort of social justice warrior mean comments and not actually focused on actions. And let me give you a couple of examples here just recently. The Boston Celtics suspended their head coach for a year because he, according to them, had a consensual relationship with a subordinate and sometimes used inappropriate words during the point of that relationship, during the course of that relationship. Um, Look, I don't know what happened with the Celtics coach. I don't know who he dated. I don't know what was going on there exactly. But I find it strange that he suspended for a full year for a consensual relationship and the Golden State Warriors were going to do nothing at all to Draymond Green for knocking out one of his co-workers during a work event. I also would point out that Adam Silver suspended the Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver for using inappropriate language uh, and the fallout was so significant for Robert Sarver's using inappropriate language that he's been forced to have to sell the Phoenix Suns basketball team. And we are then, in my opinion, constantly in the world of sports, wildly over-punishing people for words, treating words as if they are violence, while not treating actual violence as violence. And this is the precedent that Adam Silver has set in his league that if your feelings are hurt because of word choice, that is a more significant factor than actual violent behavior. Now, I don't particularly care what happens to Draymond Green. What I would point out is we have to fight back against this idea that words are violence which is what the NBA has embraced. It's made its players, Draymond Green was one of them, come out and say, there's no place in the league at all for Robert uh, Sarver to be an owner of the Phoenix Suns. If I had to choose between whether I would rather have a boss or co-worker use inappropriate language at work or knock out one of his colleagues, that's not a difficult choice. Now, Uh, Draymond Green is protected because his talent playing basketball is rarer than Sarver's talent being a rich dude who wants to own a basketball team. But that doesn't mean that it's right. There should be a standard of behavior in place for everyone. And if, I can't believe I have to say this, but if you knock out a coworker at work, you shouldn't be able to work there anymore. Now, I would imagine that ultimately the Suns are going to talk, sorry, the Warriors are going to talk with Adam Silver and they're going to come out and they're going to suspend Draymond Green for eight or ten basketball games. And maybe that's going to be enough. But imagine what Jordan Poole would think. Would you want to continue to be a co-worker with Draymond Green after he knocked you out uh, on a basketball practice? Would you be able to trust him going forward based on that kind of behavior? 
And what's going on with Draymond Green? He's not a young player at this point. He's actually into his, I think he's in his 30s now or close to it. Like this is not a young guy. And so I just think it's really hard to justify in any way Draymond Green's behavior. And I just want to point out to you how many people in sports media and in the NBA in general lined up to condemn words that will say nothing about Draymond Green knocking out Jordan Poole. And I'm going to continue to say it. I want to focus not on words as violent acts, but on violent acts as violent acts. And our society is getting this backwards, and sports, in particular the NBA, is emblematic of this fact. Because if this video were not leaked, if TMZ Sports had not published this video, then nothing would have happened to Draymond Green and nobody would have done anything. In fact, many athletes have already come out and said, oh, the video photographers and the video people are to blame for this. What I would bet happened, just a bet, what I would bet happened is somebody inside of the Warriors got this video and they were sharing it with each other and somehow someone shared that video with someone else who then took it to TMZ. That's my bet as to how this video got out. As you can well imagine, in a social era, everybody's texting back and forth on the team, involved in the team, and the NBA in general. And eventually it reached someone who said, oh, I bet TMZ would be interested in putting this video up. uh, And we will see what ends up happening. But to me, it's emblematic of this larger issue words being violence, and words being treated as more significant acts than uh, violence itself. And if I, if I told you to rank these three things, if I told you to rank consensual relationship between a coach and a subordinate, if I told you to rank violent act between coworkers where one knocks out another, and if I told you to rank somebody years ago used inappropriate language at work, which would you consider to be the most significant? I think everyone, at least anyone with a functional brain, would say knocking a coworker out is far more significant than inappropriate language years ago or dating a subordinate. Uh, And uh, and yet, both dating a subordinate and using inappropriate language years and years ago has been treated by the NBA as a more significant act than legitimately knocking out a coworker, I think that's backwards. I think that is 100% backwards. Last night, I watched this Colts-Broncos game, and I got to tell you, it was one of the worst football games I have seen in a long time. Now, we hit the under easily, and we also managed to get the Bronco, uh, sorry, the Colts plus three and a half. So we went 2-0 and to start off the gambling weekend. But Russell Wilson so far in Denver getting a $240 million plus contract and playing like he is right now is indefensible. The way that he finished his postgame press conference after the Broncos choked away uh, that game, the decision to try to throw the ball into the end zone late in the fourth quarter in the first place, it made no sense. Uh, The failure to execute fourth and one, 
It's not like the Colts played well. In fact, I imagine a lot of Colts fans out there were ready to fire Frank Reich uh, about three quarters of the way into this game. Matt Ryan was getting dumped uh, on the field time after time. The Colts offense was, frankly, a disaster. But somehow the Broncos gave away that game. The Colts get to 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. The Broncos fall to 2-3. and three. More importantly, a third of the way, roughly, through the Denver Broncos season. There were a lot of Broncos fans just walking out of Mile High Stadium, even as the game went to overtime, because they were thoroughly disgusted with the performance that they had seen on the field. And I don't begin to understand why Russell Wilson has been this much of a disaster with the Denver Broncos so far. I'm sure there are multiple factors at play here. But it looks like Russell Wilson is done. It looks like Russ has gone from cooking to being cooked in the space of uh, an offseason. Now, maybe the Broncos are going to be able to right the ship. Again, uh, there are teams that have been awful and then managed to find their way, unfortunately, because they ended up beating my Tennessee Titans You may remember the Baltimore Ravens went five weeks without scoring a touchdown once and ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, this kind of thing can happen. But, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just hard to defend the money that the Broncos are paying and the awfulness that we saw last night, Thursday night football, from both the Broncos and the Colts. But, fortunately, we went 2-0. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. Um, This Hunter Biden story. I was watching all of the fallout from the uh, report that came out yesterday from the Washington Post about there being sufficient evidence to charge Hunter Biden with multiple felonies. And CBS and MSNBC and CNN and all these outlets that were telling all of their audience that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, we're suddenly having to address the fact, oh, everything that we've been telling you was not true for two years about the Hunter Biden laptop, it's actually true. And there's probably a massive red pill moment growing all over the country for a lot of you out there who suddenly have the realization, wait a minute, the mainstream media, the 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 Washington Post, typically, the New York Times, uh, the, uh, the CBS, the NBCs, the ABCs, CNN, MSNBC, all these places out there that have spent years trying to tell you that Hunter Biden has done nothing wrong and that the laptop was Russian disinformation are all of a sudden falling all over themselves to acknowledge that the Hunter Biden laptop is actually real. And what I would say in general is this. I've been saying it for months now, and uh, suddenly there are a lot of people lining up behind me. I was the first person I saw saying it. Merrick Garland, in my opinion, is going to charge Hunter Biden with crimes. And when he does that, it's going to open the door to allowing him to charge Donald Trump with crimes as well. And when that happens, when that uh, Hunter Biden and uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump charges come down, Merrick Garland will come out and say, whether you're the president's son or the former president himself, you're not above the law. Hunter Biden getting charged with crimes, I believe, will lead Joe Biden to stepping out next year, sometime in the early spring, 
late winter, February, March-ish, and announcing that he's not going to run for re-election in 2024 to set up the battle to allow it to occur. I think he then uh, effectively is being told when his son is charged that the Democrat Party is done with him, that they are going to move on. And when that occurs, eventually they're going to charge Donald Trump. So Biden will be off the stage. He won't be the Democrat nominee. What I don't presume to know is how charging Donald Trump will alter the Republican uh, nomination fight, the primaries. I don't claim to know exactly how that's going to happen. Because on the one hand, you could have a ton of people that rally behind Donald Trump and say, he's got to be the nominee. Basically, popular acclamation. We don't even need a primary process. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that Republicans look around and say, man, we got a lot of good contenders. We don't need to nominate Donald Trump because he's already dealing with his own political uh, fallout. He's being charged with crimes. Let's go find someone else to run against whoever the Democrats put forward. So uh, there will be a lot. 2023 is going to be wild. Let me just tell you. Uh, We're 33 or 32 days, whatever we are, out from the midterms. Uh, Tuesday will be four weeks even. It's going to be a wild next four weeks and change. But 2023, the whole year, is going to be bonkers. And then it leads into 2024, which I believe is going to be another Donnybrook of a presidential election battle. But don't, like 2023, buckle up. It's going to be wild. And uh, I think what's going to happen is Merrick Garland is going to charge Hunter Biden and or the Department of Justice, meaning Hunter Biden's going to be signed off on by Merrick Garland. And then I think he wants to charge uh, Donald Trump. I also think, I'm curious all the time when these leaks come out, I'm curious whether this leak came out because the FBI is feeling heat over being too political And they are letting it be known, basically, that Merrick Garland's Department of Justice has become far too political itself, and they're trying to divorce themselves, the FBI, from uh, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice, because what they're basically letting it be known is, for months, according to the Washington Post story, and again, presuming it's true, for months, according to the Washington Post story, there has been, uh, according to that story, evidence that the agents have of clear crimes being committed and they are ready for there to actually be charges brought in that scenario. Uh, Joe Biden, the worst president in our lives, inflation in the economy, the border, crime came out, kind of got buried, 45% increase in murders since 2019. The numbers for 2021 have come out. Looks like they may tick up again in 2022 that is nearly a 50% rise in the number of violent deaths that have occurred in our, in our country since the George Floyd protests began in earnest. Um, as if that were not enough, as if Joe Biden's failure were not substantial enough, I can also look right now at the stock market, which is down since Joe Biden came into office. And as I speak to you right now, the stock market is down 712 points Uh, obviously a major sell-off rolling into the weekend. The Dow just a little bit above 29,000. 
now down substantially compared to where it was when Joe Biden took office on January 20th of 2021. Uh, Biden said last night at a fundraiser that we were more in danger of nuclear Armageddon than we had been since 1962. So for most of you watching or listening to this right now, there has never been a point in your life where there was more danger of nuclear war. Think about how crazy that is. Remember when they told you all the blue checks that Donald Trump was making nuclear war more likely? And then you look at everything that Biden has done since he came into office and say, my goodness, he got everything wrong. And not only did he get everything wrong, he made all of us far more in danger than we were before. Well, welcome to the Biden era. This is the reality, unfortunately, in which we all live, which is why I'm telling you out there, if you're with me uh, listening in New Hampshire or Arizona or Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or uh, Georgia, or Nevada, or Washington, or Colorado, the places where seven or eight different states where there are potentially going to be competitive Senate races. If you think Joe Biden's done a good job, you should vote for the Democrat Senate candidate in your state. You should. Because if you believe he did a good job, the midterms are a referendum on Joe Biden's leadership. You should go vote for him. But if you don't think Joe Biden has done a good job, then you should go vote for the Republican Senate candidate, the Republican governor candidate in your state because the midterms are a referendum on Joe Biden. I happen to think Joe Biden's been the worst president of my life. And so if I lived in any of those states, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Colorado, Washington, all of these states, Nevada, Arizona, that are competitive right now, in some form or fashion as it pertains to the Senate races, I think you need to vote against Joe Biden and vote for the Republican candidate. Finally, I'm going to give you my gambling picks as we roll into the weekend. I started off the show by telling you that I'm headed down uh, to the Texas A&M and Alabama game. And I cannot wait to hang out there, although it's going to be a night game. And I'm going to have to uh, get up early. I'll be on Fox News tomorrow morning. And then I'll be on Fox Sports for the pregame show. Uh, at 9.50 and 10.50 Central. Uh, I'm on Nebraska tonight. What's the latest number here? Let me check the latest number for Nebraska and Rutgers, which is a Friday night football game uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, And I'm curious uh, how exactly that is, uh, the line is moving there. Staying right at three, that number has not moved. So I am on uh, Nebraska to cover tonight at Rutgers. I like Arkansas, Mississippi State, the over. Um, I believe uh, Tennessee, unfortunately, I'll be watching this game Saturday morning like a lot of you will. Uh, I believe Tennessee at LSU. I like LSU plus the points, um, even though I think Tennessee is the better team. I like Georgia to blow out Auburn. Uh, I like uh, UCLA hosting Utah. I like the under there in that game. Ole Miss Vanderbilt. I like Vanderbilt plus the points. Ohio State, big number. But I like them to cover against Michigan State. Iowa, Illinois, I'm taking the over. Texas A&M, I am taking the points against Alabama, even though A&M is going to have, I think, a really awful offense that they're going to put out onto the field. And then I like NC State to cover the three. There you go. We're going to go 10-0. I love all of you. I will be in Tuscaloosa tomorrow, then Florida, then Knoxville, 
then New York City. I'll be on the road for like the next 12 days. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show. I will see you guys tomorrow morning on Fox News and on Big Fox getting ready for what should be a fabulous day of college football. Thank you all for consuming, listening, and hanging with us every single day on OutKick.